Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ugh, this is nonstop the trans issue. I just don't see how normal people have been sucked into this insanity. And I say that as a gay guy. This is just, this is crazy that we are actually indulging something that is a factual lie that is not scientific, that is not factual. I mean, really and truly, if you're going to go down this road where we got to call everybody by whatever they want to be called, and it doesn't matter whether it's true or not, then you will call me the King of England. Because you know what? I'll just, I'll just demand it. And then who are you to tell me it's not true? How dare you say it's not true? I'm delusional. I believe that I'm the King of England. I'll start dressing like the King of England if you would like me to. If that will help make it easier for you to identify me as the King of England. I mean, this is, I'm using absurdity to illustrate absurdity. And they're both absurd. Everybody's got to snap out of it. And I tell you, if you're one of the people who's sitting at home just kind of thinking, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Wonder what's on Netflix tonight. <laughs> you know, or I'm, hold on a second. I'm going through the drive through here. If that's you, you know, you don't want to turn your life into a mess because other people are stupid. But at some point, you have to be engaged and say, stop this. If you want to save your society, you know, if you don't want your kids going to a school where they're going to be indoctrinated and destroyed before they even get a chance to live a decent life, because this is not this is not the path towards a successful life for individuals or for our culture. We're losing the culture right in front of our face. And I'm just so puzzled. How is it that I'm the one uh, who, who is raising hell about this? I would think that the men who have daughters, biological daughters, would, would be raising hell about this. You know, stand up for your, for your daughters, for goodness sake. I, I'm giving you permission as if you needed it. You don't need permission from me. But if you were kind of worried like, oh, well, you know what, what? Is this right? Is this wrong? You're right. Stand up for your children. And go out and vote and tell everybody who you're voting for <laughs> if this is one of the issues like it is for me um, motivating my vote this fall. All right, it's 9.07 on this Columbus Day. It's Monday morning, the ninth day of October, 2023. I'm John Reed, and glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. There are a lot of nefarious forces uh, out there. There are a lot of Marxist plans to destroy the Western culture, which has been so successful. I know it's not perfect. I know there are things that we could look back on and we would say these are wrong. I can't ruin the future because we're going to go back and debate the past. But the Marxists are trying to convince you that you should be silent 
And you should allow reverse racism, reverse discrimination to occur, and you should sit silently and tolerate it based on what has happened in the past. And I find it very interesting, the people who will actually stand up against this. Uh, One of them is Dr. Carol Swain, who I know you've seen on television before. I hope you've read some of her writings on topics like this. She's coming to Washington and Lee uh, here in Virginia this Wednesday for a debate on diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm so excited to have you on the program, Dr. Swain. Thank you for being here. What, What do you anticipate on Wednesday night? I anticipate a civil discussion with Mark Lamont Hill, and I'm so proud of the campus Democrats and Republicans because they co-sponsored the event, and also the administration because all around America you have colleges and universities where they have silenced opposing voices, and that has been detrimental to the students and also to our future because You cannot develop critical thinking skills unless you are forced to grapple with opposing ideas. What is your understanding of diversity, equity, and inclusion? Uh, But, but John, before I go any further, I want to commend you uh, for your stance against the transgenderism because it is doing great harm to every community including the gay community, because we've had people who have tried to change their sex, and they are men that probably would have identified as homosexual, but they go through these operations, their life becomes a living hell, there's no way out, and people should be standing up for these kids that, you know, they may be, all of us are confused during those puberty years. Oh, yeah. That they... uh, Yeah, I mean, I I, I can even remember my own confusion. And so these children are victims. And and in the gay community, I know that if you stand up, they come after you with a vengeance. So don't call me courageous. You would have to be as courageous or more because I know what the left would do. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I've just got to keep saying it, whether it's on the radio or just in, in my daily life. I think people need to know this, and especially with kids. God, I mean, we cannot allow these children to be lured into making decisions that are irreversible, that I think it is it's pretty reasonable to say they'll have different feelings in another five or 10 years and you've, you've destroyed your future. I mean, that's what we're as adults, we're supposed to protect kids so they can make reasonable decisions, whether I agree with them or not uh, as adults. And we're, I just can't even imagine that we're allowing this. So I, I appreciate you uh, bringing that up. Now, you know, I ask you about your definition or understanding of diversity, equity, and inclusion, because, (laughs) no, that's okay, because um, when I talked to Governor Wilder, you know, the first African-American governor in Virginia, he's a Democrat, but he's, you know, these days he's one of the reasonable Democrats. He took me to task, and he said, John, if you look up equity, it's it's all about fairness. And I I said, Governor, I know that's what the dictionary (laughs) says, but I think it's being exercised and articulated in a very different way, especially on college campuses. Who's right about that in your estimation? You're right because they have totally changed the meanings of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I can tell you as someone who benefited from the passage of the 1964 Civil Rights Act that we got it right in the 1960s when we pursued equal opportunity 
you had an equal opportunity to succeed or to fail. That was fairness. Equity is about guaranteeing equal outcomes. And if you go to the dictionaries, especially the online dictionaries, many of the words that you thought we all agreed on, they have quietly changed the definition. Right. And when it comes to diversity, diversity used to mean that after the passage of the Civil Rights Act, that at colleges and universities, the admissions office, or maybe at, or at particular industries, they sent out recruiters to historically black or Hispanic uh, colleges and universities, or maybe even to Appalachia, to look for populations who were underrepresented. And they made them aware of opportunities, people, and they looked for talented minorities. It was not like an all-comers policy. They wanted talented minorities, but you could fail. Diversity now is saying come in as a member of a discrete group, as a member of a tribe, Keep your, your, your tribalism. Don't integrate. Uh, inclusion is not the same as integration. And in the 1960s, we sought integration. We wanted a colorblind society, and we became equal under the law because not only did we pass the Civil Rights Act of 1964 prohibiting discrimination, we passed the Voting Rights Act of 1965, the Open Housing Act of 1968, and we became equal under the law. And the discrimination that persisted was individual discrimination, and a lot of that had been minimized. And I will argue that when Barack Obama was elected uh, in 2008, we were talking about being a post-racial society. America was moved by his 2004 speech to the Democratic uh, Convention, uh, and we believed in the Barack Obama that we saw in 2004, but by 2008, we knew that that was not, uh, he was a fraud. Um, most people did. Well, maybe not, not most people, I did. So how do we navigate this going forward? Because I agree with you. I, I remember being in Washington, D.C. on the night that Barack Obama was elected, and I didn't vote for him. I mean, I just felt I like I, I had to vote for John McCain. I felt like he had earned the vote. He had been a POW. He was right on a lot of the issues, and I thought Barack Obama was wrong. But I thought, you know what? I've lost this election, or my guy has lost this election, but this is going to be better for America in the long run because it's going to put to bed, finally, the racial animosity. There's a black president, and and I'm I'm going to – I'm just going to take some comfort in that – and then we'll debate the public policy issues. And I couldn't have been more wrong. I'm, I'm shocked that we're in. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether I'm just more sensitive about it because I'm doing a talk show now, but I've always been involved in politics. I think it's worse now than it has been in my it lifetime. Is. It is. It is. And, and I did debate analysis for BBC on the night that uh, Obama was elected. And I famously said that his supporters would get buyer's remorse. And a year after his election, BBC came back to me and uh, and they wanted to discuss the quote that I said that night. Hmm. And I was standing alone and they would say in 186 people around the world are listening. But I saw too many contradictions between uh, what he said and his life's work. And by then enough had come out to know that he was not our friend. Uh, but going back to diversity, equity and inclusion, uh, I argue that it violates our civil rights uh, under the law. 
as well as the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. And that was the, uh, those were the grounds that the Supreme Court used to strike down race-based college admissions. Right. And the, uh, the court made the right decision. And 80, um, uh, 90% of my book, The Adversity of Diversity, that was published this summer, um, would have had to have been rewritten had the court made a different decision. I knew that if they did not strike down race-based college admissions, that there would be no end to DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and CRT, and it had become so aggressive, uh, discriminating against whites because they're white and Asians because they're successful and demeaning racial and ethnic minorities by advocating for resegregation uh, and, and these ideas that math is racist and it was so detrimental, the court had to do what it did. And I think that we're better off. I also believe that DEI, it's, it's um, days are numbered. I sure hope you're right, and I'm glad that you're willing to travel the country and come to Virginia to Washington and Lee University this Wednesday to, to debate this in a civilized fashion uh, with people from both sides. And I, you know what? I think I, I, I know Mark Lamont Hill, too. I've seen him a, a number of times as well. I think they're going to understand what you're talking about. You're great, Dr. Carol Swain. And the book is The Adversity of Diversity. And I, I pulled it up here on the computer while you're talking. I'm going to order it right now. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate the chance well, to talk well, to thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right, it's 918. We'll be back with more in a moment here on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.